first of two. all, can we talk about Lucy? Sure. Like, what the hell? She's she, out of her mind. Has she not today. gone out today? Yeah, she's been out. I mean, she's like. She's, she's attacking her up. ball. She came down, running down the stairs, and leaped into the air mm-hmm. and put her paws on the like on the glass of the door. She's barking. Someone complained on uh, the reviews for "So You're Canadian" on iTunes that the dog sounds take away from the show. <laughs> I call bullshit on that. Wait a minute, Was this, were they joking? No, no they, were, they were just like. Is this some weird podcast the, purist? The title was something like "Could Be Better." Those are always the best. Wait, how long have you been recording? We've been since you went shit. Oh, was it a Canadian? Yeah, this is my life we're talking about. I think um, it was a Canadian. It was a Canadian. Well, because Canadians the, love dogs. You would <laughs> think at least rule. one doesn't. Apparently, um, a dog but uh, love dog hater in Toronto. In you wrote, my only major criticism is that the sound quality isn't very good. For mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Interviewing over Skype isn't, in my opinion, the best sounding. That's true. Also, also, background dog noises are distracting. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs. I have a dog. But not as podcast background noise. This this is fair. Yeah, but it kind of sounds like children should be seen and not heard. We don't have that many dog sounds on So You're Canadian, though. The thing is, like, they drink all that water and you'd be like, dogs have it figured out. Just drink water. That's really the only liquid you need. Yeah. All right. Let's get on it. Let's get on this. Uh, This is uh, History Fluffer, the show with Dave Hill. Um, And Jim Biederman. Yeah, myself. And Chris Gersbeck. Correct. I wasn't going to go that far, but all right. Um, And returning returning to the fold. Yeah. Uh, Jody Lennon, I think, believe, is coming back very soon. Correct, correct. Oh, Where's shit, you know, she texted me and I didn't respond. Uh-oh, now Whoa. she's not coming back. Oh, no. Good good job. That's what you call talent relations. What is she? She's got a bone. She have femur. She found a femur in your apartment. Well, I don't know where that was. That, no, it's, that's not a femur. It's a femur. No, it's not. Why would she, how could she? Um, it's not true. It's not a femur. It just looks like a femur. <laughs> and smells like a femur. Oh, man. I don't know what you get up to when we're not here, but... This is History Fluffer with Dave I get Hill. Up, yeah. I get up to research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, my question is, do you, how do you dissolve the bodies? You put them, do you use the acid bath? Okay, what you gotta do? Mm-hmm. You knew it, lime. 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 It's just... It's lie, lie. Lie, yeah, lie, 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 yeah. That's it. Not lime. <laughs> sitting there with all these limes. This <laughs> is why, yeah. Well, gradually it would work if you were to do that. It's acidic enough to work. Um, yeah, it would work. It would just take 25 years. A really long time. Right. By the, then the cops have already arrested you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. I mean, there was a murder... Um, these cult killings in Ohio where they use lie. To, to dissolve the body. They, I think I've heard about this. The Kirtland killings. Kirtland killings, yeah. They were famous. Yeah. They would... Um, they, what was their rationale and who was it? Was it like a married couple or something like that? They were, I think, Mormons gone rogue. <laughs> Basically. 
I mean, I Mormonism was not an Ohio thing, was it? Or was it a Pennsylvania thing? We have them, I guess. Yeah, well, La- Latter-day Saint movement. That's LDS. the Mormons, right? LDS, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he went a little haywire. Mm-hmm. And uh, very misunderstood guy. And they killed, did um, they pick up girls or something, if I remember? Was that no, it? I think they just had a church, and then when someone did something they didn't like, they killed them. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is a club you definitely don't want to belong to. Like, cause you just never know when you're gonna make a misstep, and then yeah. wake up the next day and it's dead. too late. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I didn't know I was supposed to put that on the bulletin board. Wait, so we're not doing a bake sale? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I already I, ran at all these what's card that? tables. It's just chloroform. <laughs> Wait, get away from stuff. I'm getting. <laughs> Is there well? What's the use of chloroform if it's to not kill you? Yeah, it's supposed to immobilize you. Because you don't. You want to. You want to look a cat with a mouse. You want to play with your victim. Uh, You want to kill it right away. Jesus Christ, Chris! (laughs) Don't you know anything about about mass murders? (laughs) You watch all those scary movies, and now I think you think you think you know it. I think you know this shit. Well, you see it being used a lot, but only in movies when it's like someone coming up from behind. Yeah, someone. And... It's to uh, it's to immobilize them. Yeah, uh, but I assume if you dr- if you smelled if you smelled if you uh, inhaled too much chloroform, you you would probably die. Yeah, I mean it is a very strong chemical. This checks out. <laughs> Do you want to try it? I mean, no, I, I wouldn't know. Think... I would have no idea. Yeah, no, I get it. But you know. Just anyway, so. weird that you would find a femur, femur in your apartment. And well, that, more not. importantly, that in turn, you've taught Lucy to find them. Let me check on what she is, actually. So I'll do the intro. This is a History Fluffer with Dave Hill, uh, the show where we kind of explore Dave Hill's amazing, fascinating, intriguing life, uh, where he has always been at the right place at the right time. Uh, yeah, or in some cases, the wrong place at the wrong right. You could say that the wrong place know. at the wrong time. I don't know how this works. The right place at the wrong time. Yeah, basically. But you have been there for so many important movements, and and you know, half the time I think this couldn't possibly be true, but it all checks out. Yeah, it always checks out. Um, uh, but you were there at you were the the sixth member of the Eagles. Well, you know, it's funny you mention that, Jim, because mm-hmm. the joke is, of course, that I was the seventh member, because as we all know, the sixth member was cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Can we insert, like, a crowd laughter there? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And I would keep the request in. Yes. Yeah. Part of so, uh, also, uh, you were you were involved, at, now, if I remember correctly, we've heard so many of these stories, they all start to blend together, but Son of Sam... Yeah, oh, that one was embarrassing. Uh, what happened was basically I was son of Sam's dog walker. I right, walked. The, son of Sam was the was the the neighbor, right? And uh, yes, well, that's like a real hindsight twenty twenty thing, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there but for the great. Well, I was gonna say there but for the grace of God go I, but I I already did go <laughs> there. And God really had nothing. Uh, I get, I don't know. I mean, but, uh, yeah, but things are great with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in a good you, place now. You, you've, uh, 
you were part of the original founding members of, uh, of uh, the business uh, partners in CBGB's. Yes, that can be was, debated. Was a family f- your idea was yeah. supposed to be a family f- friendly restaurant for people with on the go lifestyles. Mm. Flying out of Newark Airport. <laughs> what happened? Because uh, it definitely wasn't at Newark at the time. No, no. One thing led to another, and I ended up being a uh, exactly what I described, but on the Bowery in in New York City. Oh, it was family friendly. Uh, the first couple hours, yeah. <laughs> what happened after that? Uh, you know, I think um, the my partner's vision uh, diff. That was would be, that would be, not aligned with that my. That would be Hilly Crystal, I believe. Vision. Yeah, I believe that was who it was. <laughs> so long ago. Um, you lived at the time, and, and then we'll get into this week's story. But at the time, you lived at on the forty seventh, a forty seventh floor walk, walk up. up yeah. yeah, studio apartment. Is that on Twelfth Avenue or Eleventh? It was at seventy third and sixteenth. Oh, sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah, that, Wait, that is sixteenth. What? Where? Water. Hey, well, everything's you know because of erosion and everything. I mean, <laughs> the city's changed so much. Well, I don't know if that one. I mean, no, it can't. It can't be. Is it Manhattan? You talking about Manhattan? Uh, yeah, Manhattan, New York City. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that sounds like forty seventy third and sixteenth sounds more like Astoria or Brooklyn, <laughs> deep Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know how like a lot of cities have Broadway. Mm-hmm. Now that's why, like, there's the 16th Avenue and some of the outer boroughs sort of. Uh, <laughs> so they've closed the 16th street. Avenue in Manhattan and just relocated it. If Basically, you will. yeah, it. yeah, yeah, just sort of like gerrymandering. Okay. Well, this sort is a of, while ago, it was a different time, totally different time. But um, uh, today, when we talk about it, this, is really, really interesting. Um, uh, uh, the the Seattle sound known as grunge. Oh well, let's back it up a little bit. All right. I wound up uh, hitchhiking, and uh, you know when the you have saying like, "Hey, uh, San Francisco or bust," or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it's like another city, Akron or bust, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or we'll we'll sleep for a ride. We'll sleep with you for a ride. Did they, is that was was on signs? No, really. I'm just asking. But well, then isn't the the reply from the driver is ask, ask gas or grass? Nobody rides for free. I that's I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, that, I remember seeing a T-shirt of that as a kid and being like, "Wait a minute, what does that mean?" <laughs> right. I think I can put this together. <laughs> How long did it take you? Did you know what ass meant at that time? Um, I had a feeling like a, a piece of ass. I mean, did you have that? I took me forever to understand that ass just meant like, like why would you want someone's ass? That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the time it's fifteen or sixteen, you're like, oh, I go. Oh. And then I was embarrassed for five years for realizing I hadn't known what it was for the first. That just reminds me. Years. I saw a Trump supporter T-shirt that said, "Stomp on my flag and I'll eat your ass." Well, where's what? his flag? Because I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> So well, someone actually printed sure. Yeah. <laughs> Stomp, Stomp on my flag and I'll eat your ass. <laughs> wow. That is some. By the way, who says the Trump supporters are fucked up? Who says that? Because that is not fucked. That is an invitation for fun. Oh, yeah. So, wait a minute. Um, well, th- this is reminding me. Not that I hate, as you know, I hate to get off topic on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh,. I remember as a kid not understanding 
And I'm dating myself here, though, though there is a potential for reruns. Could have been watching. But on Laverne and Shirley, mm. um, I had to have an older neighborhood kid explain to me. I didn't understand why Laverne was stuffing her bra, <laughs> like why they would do that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what? I don't get it. Right. Why are they right. putting stuff in their bra? Mm-hmm. And he's like, because they want to have big boobs. Yeah. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's like, because, like... And then that led to him explaining me, like... Wait, the story doesn't end with you eating his ass, does it? <laughs> no, I was 26 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was probably was like... a slow learner. I was literally probably like six or seven years oh, okay. old. So you wanted to know why big boobs were an attractive thing, or you just didn't... I had no I mean, you idea. Know, it sounds like at six years old, you don't even have any concept of... Any sexuality. Cle- of clearly. I mean, clearly. It's totally normal. Um, and... Also, this so he explained that to me that big boobs were desirable, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then he was—he's the same guy. I think a year later, um, some kid on the playground t- tried to ex- explain to me that the way. I thought you were gonna say exposed. <laughs> he exposed not, yeah, this himself. Is weird. No, a kid tried to tell me that babies. The guy, based from anal sex, he was like, <laughs> it's like the man fertilizes, uh, he puts his penis in the woman's butt. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I think that's common because, yeah, and I've I heard would, that. I heard that too. And I, so I immediately after school, I'm like, uh, so, hey, can you come over here? I want to check something with you. And, uh, and that's when the he, older, this is the older, yeah, friend. he's like six years older. <laughs> First of all, a 12 year old hanging out with a six year old is not in any way, I, Creepy or weird? Well, he lived. We lived on the same block, mm-hmm. and I, it was just like neighborhood kids, like but, you know, where you just wander into each right. other's yeah, backyards. Right. You'd say, "What was and his you, name? What was his name?" I don't want to tell. Say who it was when you're <laughs> like making these. I'm not. Suggestions. My, I'm not making it. It's just like we'll call him Tom. We'll call him. Tom. Hey Tom. Hey Davey. What's going on? Hey, I got a question for you. And you would say, uh, "Is it true that babies come from uh, the man putting something up the woman's butt?" Something. Well, his penis. Yeah. And what did what did Tom say? Um, he, he said, "Sit down, um, come sit over here." I'm no, laugh. <laughs> no, he explained it all to me, and I was just like, "Is he naked?" I don't recall. Mm. Uh, I remember just walking home like, "Whoa, Your I got an earful today." Mind is blown. Yeah, I was just like, "Can't believe it," and I was just. Did like, he explain it correctly? Yeah, basically. He said the butt has nothing to do with it. It, he said it can. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, no, he was like, no, 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 no. First of all, the man puts his penis inside the woman's vagina. He fertilizes it, and then she poops out the baby. That's poops. the butt that's part. Shit baby. Yeah, that's I mean, the that's the butt part. What's funny is I remember my brother telling me that 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 the baby comes out of the butt, <laughs> and then I was babysitting his daughter, my niece, four year old niece, who said, "If I push hard enough, will a baby come out of my butt?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think he told her that too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. What I like about that is that it's even a smaller orifice than the vagina itself. Mm-hmm. Think about that pain. What the butt? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> it's 
episode got talking off about the weird stuff. Talking about the actual the canal, if you will. Oh, the butt canal? Mm-hmm. Yes, the technical term. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I believe you're talking about the butt canal. Yes, sir. That's Dr. Hill. Um, that's th- This is one of those moments where like, you, you uh, get distracted for one second on this show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You're, uh, right. you can be lost. Right. Because we're we're at Butt Canal now, mm-hmm. and I, I but think let's go back to the, let's go back to the eighties. Extremely 80s. difficult <laughs> to get off of the Butt Canal. No, well, speaking of uh, the of canals, mm-hmm. but you, can- you were hitching your ride. I was hitching a ride. I was trying to get to Denver, actually. Um, beautiful town. Beautiful this time of I'm, year. I'm from Denver. Yeah. Um, do summer in Denver? No. Do you ever go back to Denver? Uh, was there about a year ago? Do you uh, do you go by the old uh, spots and be like? There was. This is something like when I take someone who's not from Denver to Denver, you know, family member or whatever or friend. There is a church near where I grew up, kind of a more modern Catholic church. You know, the kind of red brick, mm-hmm. slanty roof. Like they were seventies churches, really yeah. early churches. But in one of their modern stained glass windows facing out towards the parking lot, which is a beautiful view. Uh there one year uh, around Christmas, the face of Jesus appeared in the in the stained glass. Wow. Was it No, it wasn't there originally. Just by chance. Just, like well, what? not chance. How or by, so? or by the Lord. What I mean like how did it how did it Someone appear? noticed that it was in fact his crying Visage. Like, what was it caused by? Like, rain or something? Uh, no, by God. What do you mean? Oh, boy. So. And it definitely wasn't there before. And here's. Well, I don't know about that part. But here's the weird part is that it only appears like for about a month every year. Mm-hmm. The wait, it happens every year? Every year. So I'll take someone there because I think it's kind of cool. And you really, by the way, to wait, be you, honest with you, you got to squint pretty fucking hard to see Jesus' tears. Is it. Can you see it? Wait, so wait, so Jesus is already it's, in the glass? It's like, no, it's like his face appears in this corner of the glass, and his eyes are closed, and, and he's got a beard. He kind of looks like you, Chris. I for think, those I, at for those at home that aren't aware, uh, Chris Gersbeck looks exactly like Jesus Christ. Yeah. With glass. A white Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then you would see these kind of tears of, like, you know, teardrops uh-huh. coming down the side. As if he'd had the like the tattoos painted on. Was it just like a magic eye, like one of those? Maybe things. Probably was. Wait, you no, stare at it hard enough. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it. Oh no, I don't. No, I see it. What did it? Um, and so there'd it, be line. There would be lines. You know, to, to go, go see. see uh, what about is it more so than Toast Christ? Mm. Well, I've never seen. To- I mean, I've know about Toast Christ, but I've never seen you actual pull Toast. Up. No, I've seen the pictures, but I've never been in person. I've never seen Toast Christ. If you have, you've changed forever. No, but uh, uh, so I'll take people to there to that thing. But Denver's changed a lot. Definitely changed since in the late '80s when you were hitching a ride to it. Well, did you see how I did that? What happened with me? Yeah, you brought it back full circle. Yeah. I um, I got a ride. To Denver, I was. Um, my aim was to, I would to be event work in the vent with the vendors, uh, in uh, <laughs> wait, wait, be wait, a uh, hot dog you, vendor uh, at the Denver Broncos game. At the high, high, um, uh, um, Mount Mount high stadium. Mile High Stadium. Yeah. So and this um, is before the new Mile High Stadium. Yeah, when it was. Uh, I mean, it's you know, about 
700 yards at the time. Um, and I, uh, it, what happened with me is um, Denver is playing. Um, the Broncos. Broncos. The, Bron- the Denver Broncos are playing one of the other pro football teams, right? <laughs> and Which one? Oh, <laughs> those sporty ones. Who cares, right? It's um, the Broncos versus who cares. Yeah, and so they... Uh, one of the sporty ones. So I was really good at my job, right? You Were you a, um, a, a stationary vendor, or would you go up and down? No. In the f- hot dogs, hot dogs, get your hot dogs, ketchup, mustard. Uh, uh, that sounds more like a baseball Thing. No, but I, I mean, that's the thing. Like it was like I was. Did you, you know, sell other things? Just popcorn or beer? Or? I was mostly hot dogs, just but like, I got upgraded uh-huh. to footlongs. <laughs> wait, wait. So you were selling just the regular old dirty water dogs that are yeah, six inches. But or if you're really good at your job, right? Why? How's that? How do you get upgraded to the footlong? Why do you want to get upgraded to the footlong? Because that's the big dance, isn't it? Do you get I bored? Don't I don't even know what that means. Yeah. The, well, that's the you know the big show. Selling footlongs. Are they? Do you get more ven, money? Vendors, vending's highest honor. <laughs> well, if you get, you probably get more tips if it's more expensive, right? How is it? How is it? Vending's highest honor to sell footlong hot dogs. It's an unwieldy meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's tricky. Uh-huh. Um, you have to deal the with bun stays the same, right? That's just good. You got you got six inches. No, no, no. Larger bun. Larger bun. Larger bun too. But what happens is the problem with footlongs is a lot of times uh, everyone wants a footlong hot sure. dog, right? right? From you know grown men mm-hmm. who can handle it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm just saying it's a just a large portion of hot dog meat. Yeah, and yeah, the, but the little kids are like, I want you yeah. know. So you're battling with kids. Right. Their eyes are bigger than their stomach. Yeah, exactly. You're running into that a lot. Right. You're running into like. Um, People not being able to finish the dogs, etc., and it's just like a lot. Well, of... You sold once you've sold the foot long hot dog. Do you give a shit whether they finish it or not? Um, I personally don't give a shit, but they certainly make it known when they can't. When you come back around to their section, oh, so no, I couldn't possibly. Play. It's a. Uh... Ugh, it's quite a headache. Uh, hot foot long hot dogs. So you got long, you got promoted. Promoted. I was on the foot long. Uh, or upgraded. Yeah, I was upgraded to foot longs. Uh huh. And I was on that beat for a while, right? And then as a result of... It's just amazing how you're using such strange... I got upgraded. I was on that beat. I don't even know. Uh, listen, if you've not never been in the vent... No, I've vending, not been you know, a, never I, done concessions. I apologize for slipping into lingo. <laughs> jargon. Uh, in jargon. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, you know, that's you know, vending to the vendor's game. You sure, know? sure. Preferential treatment to the footlong guys. We got the uh, cleanest, cleanest vests. First dibs on the. V- <laughs> um, Not a clean vest, the cleanest vest. There's a big, di- it's a big difference there. Well, yeah. If, what if, would be normally on a if vest? You, I mean, if you're se- if you're selling, you know, Cracker Jack or something. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is. I I wouldn't put Sticking that under a black over. light. I mean, that's just. Uh, but yeah, no, we were we were the rock stars of the vending world, uh-huh. the the footlong guys. Sure, uh-huh. it's rare air up there, let me tell you. And I'm talking, you know. Anyway, so um, but heavy competition, heavy competition, yeah. and so I was trying to differentiate myself, mm-hmm. right? Sure. How do I be the number one footlong hot dog guy? Because what do you get for that? What is is there? Do you get bonuses? Do you get? 
just the uh, that feeling, that pride mm-hmm. of knowing you're number one, mm-hmm. king of the dogs, top dog, as it were. So to speak. Um, so yeah, what happened though? Um, so and anyway, my uh, desire to stick out—no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> now, are there just a side, just a sidestep? Uh, are there is there a bunch of like kind of jokey, punny, footlong hot dog things you in in the course of your there must be work at, amongst the other oh uh, footlongers? If I guess what would you call them? Oh yeah. The dog boys. The dog boys. Uh, would you? Would there be puns uh, made constantly? I would oh imagine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when the, and uh, anything is fair game in the locker room. Do you have a bun for this? Mm-hmm. And then you know we know how that ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, basically, um, you know that was fair play in sure. the locker room. But I didn't know. You know, I, I was just a kid essentially, and I uh, yeah. There's basically a sight gag that I would. Uh, do usually around the third quarter right. when I was really trying to move the last of my dogs. Right. And uh, it was frowned upon by uh, the front office. Like a sight gag for your your fellow employees or cu- like customers? Customers and unfortunately uh, nuns and children on occasion by accident. Yeah, I'm not proud of this. Um, you know, basically, if I can, I don't want to telegraph exactly what happened, but... Um, the punchline was always, wait, now even I'm confused. <laughs> sort of a side-by-side comparison. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see, like, I see, I see. like, wait a minute. Right, right. Which, one, which, which, which one, one did, did you order? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, you, get, you see the potential for the humor sure. in there. Um, but but uh, humor, a brand of humor that is... Frowned upon. Correct. By... By almost everyone. By um, <laughs> literally... Uh, at least half that stadium. You're um, in the starting lineup. Sure. Um, anyway, so what happened with me? Um, so I'm basically run out of town. Who comes whizzing by? Same truck driver. Because, you know, they do the routes. They have the routes. Right, right. They just, you know. It's over and every day. Yeah, white line fever. And um, and I say, get me out of here. Mm. And uh, the same guy. And um, we end up in the Yukon. Right. Straight on up to the Yukon. Sure. Um, where I get a job. Um, I'm working in that sort of, you know, it's a gold. Love panning for gold. <laughs> the, right. Yeah. Of course. And, uh, you know, you know the saying, you make your own fun? No. Yeah, it's a saying. Uh, basically, you know, because the, the thing is. Like, how you're, oh, you mean when you've got, when there's not. When there's a lot of, you know. Not a lot of fun to you, do. Like you just gotta figure. Or... Yeah, you gotta figure out what to, what's how you gonna make things right, fun. Because you're on the Yukon. Yeah, it's heading for gold. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I again, uh, you know, and we're, we're going stir crazy up there. It's cold. Sure. It's wet. Sure. Sometimes you're panning for days before you get even, you know, a glimmer. And a lot of times, it's just a reflection in the. Water or the whatever, uh, and fool's um, gold. yeah, fool's gold. Um, I was gonna ask if you're, a, uh, you sound like you're a real nugget man there for a second, and <laughs> if you're in the in the game, that's what we used to call ourselves. So guys who were in that game, in the game, yeah, nugget, man. Nugget, man. nugget man, nugget man, um, um, Jesus. 
Anyway, uh, but, you know, I, lo- I love to have fun. And essentially another side gag uh, was frowned upon, I guess. Uh, and what happened was that um, I, I said, um, can you, hey, I think I, I think I got some nuggets here. Mm-hmm. Was the, mm-hmm. What I would do is I would, you know, you panic. For, I would, when, you know, some of the other guys weren't looking, I would... Would they all come running over? Yeah, and I, I would I would have done this exposed. I would have dropped my. Like, this is embarrassing. As all these years later, uh, I, w- I would uh, drop my testicles into the, and say like, do these? What do you what, what do you think of these nuggets? These are pretty big. And what was their reaction? Uh, it was f- funny the first couple hundred times, <laughs> and then uh, one day I was sent home. Without one. Well, well, who? The head of Yukon? Who sends you home? Top Nugget Man. <laughs> and home being? Uh, well, I was basically just asked to leave town. <laughs> this is, uh, Yukon is, uh, Alaska? No, it's in Canada. Oh, it's in Canada. Yeah. So, but it's way up there, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I wind up, um... You know, just the the clothes on my back, essentially, in my knapsack, uh-huh. sort of rucksack, uh, backpack, right? Basically, act based stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, what's the what? Ack? Just words that and rhyme mm-hmm. with that. And um, sure. So I wind up uh, coming down right. uh, the sort of Pacific. Trail or whatever, mm-hmm. I wind up in uh, Seattle. Oh, yeah. What year is this? It is about we're talking about eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. At this point, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, to the what, timing. Paint a picture of Seattle, nineteen eighty nine. What's going on? What Very. Uh, the the Mariners were uh, a team. You kind of took your resume of of, of top dog. Sorry, took your resume of top dog. Uh, yeah, I have it off? all. No, no. Oh. Your resume of top dog uh, 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 vendor sales. Yeah, but and applied I'm, for the one in Seattle. Is that where? I no, I um, basically, you know, in traveling, my clothes were ripped to shreds. <laughs> Why? Um, just from weather, hopping in and out of, you know. Do you know what a lot lizard is? No. Chris, do you know what a lot lizard is? I think so. What do you think it's it like, is? It's uh, like, they're like prostitutes, aren't they? Okay. They hang out in parking lots and... Oh, a truck stop. Lot lizard. Yeah. Like a pit lizard. Like or... tail, like... I don't know what a pit lizard is. They go around to tailgate parties. What, and... Wait, what are you talking about? There's no tailgate parties at truck stops. No, no, I'm saying lot lizards, like they hang out in parking lots and they... Okay, I'm looking it up in Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, lot lizard is female who sells her body by going from truck to truck uh-huh. at truck stops usually. And I'm just quoting here. Uh-huh. Pussy or blowjobs, whatever the truck driver can afford. Also, it's exclusive to truck stops, though. I didn't know that. I guess it makes sense. Lot lizard. Then, like a pit lizard, would be on the racetrack. Oh my god! 
the horses or the uh, or the cars? Okay, Pit Lizard is a raunchy girl normally found in a NASCAR garage mm-hmm. looking to pick up a good-looking driver with lots of money. See mm-hmm. whore or skank. This is a very... I'm not... I don't... Uh, I like that it's cross-referenced. Approve of any of this. It's cross-referenced. So what, talk. What, I'm sorry, were you a lot lizard? No, I just want to see if Chris knew what it was. Oh, okay. Um, no, I... Uh, no, basically, all by way of saying, you know, I did what I had to do to get... To get back to, um, to the U.S. Do you know what a puck bunny is? No, <laughs> I don't. Uh, a woman who goes to hockey games for the sole purpose of <laughs> fucking one of the players. Again, just... Uh, puck honey. Were you a puck honey? Um, You know, I, I wasn't. You I did wasn't, what you had to do to get back to the Just game. in the, the women's leagues, <laughs> I was a puck bunny. You could say. There's women's semi-pro leagues. Anyway, the reason I bring all I this, this up. this image of you in, like, hot pants with, like, a satin travel jacket just and skates. Yeah, that that's about right. Mm. Um, but, though, as a puck bunny, you don't have to go on the ice. Right. You just have to be, like, kind of around. Maybe hang out by the Zamboni. <laughs> hang out by the What do they call, uh, you know, baseball to dugout? What's the hockey equivalent of a dugout? Is there one? The bench. The bench. Bench, bitch. Mm-hmm. That's another one? <laughs> yeah. I think you just made that up. I may have. Yeah. So, you basically, I mean, I want to say this in the most polite way, but you essentially exchanged services. Did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. To, to get a ride? Like, what was it to get a ride, or what was it, what were you exchanging for to um, get back to the United States? Money? What was I exchanging? What would you exchange your services for? Oh, for a, a ride yeah. or money. Yeah. Uh, basically. Food. Food. What have you. Um, I got a uh, box set. Of what? Eight track sets. <laughs> of, uh, just please, say, please say it was... Please say it was Paul Simon's Grace. It was, actually. <laughs> and I, it was included in it was um, Graceland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Still crazy? Still crazy, uh, all that, all that stuff. Yeah, What's the, uh, and the others. Kodachrome. What's that one from? Kodachrome. There goes Ryan and Simon. There goes Ryan and Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and One Trick Pony. I hope One Trick Pony was in the collection. Oh yeah, his movie debut as Dave a director. They looked so angry when I said "There Goes Ryan and Simon." What were you? That's what I. Why didn't I didn't realize that was an actual album cover? That was yeah. That was. Um, I'm not well versed in. Paul me and Julio story. down by the schoolyard. I think is on right. Me and no, Julio that, down. That's on the self-titled. Oh my god! How are you such a big Paul Simon fan? I don't know. Are you a huge fan? I mean, I like him. I, I mean, my, I mean, he's talented. <laughs> my parents. Dave. My parents were huge fans, so growing up, I just knew a lot about Paul Simon. He lives here in town. I think. Uh, he did. He moved to Connecticut. Oh. Because uh, I read an article about a year ago where he the cops were called. He lives with um, yeah, it's the whole thing. Oh oh, what's, what's um, her name? Uh, I forget. Emmy Emmy Lou. No, not Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, um, Edie Brickell. <laughs> oh, there was like a a, a domestic disturbance. <laughs> yeah, but apparently it was that she beat him up because he's like they said it was 79. a big misunderstanding. But you know, I would I would let uh, Edie Brickell slap me around. Who wouldn't? 
Um, I feel like we're getting off topic. We are, but I can just one last uh, note on Paul Simon is that he his 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 hair pieces. His hair pieces. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. But he has three different lengths to make really? it give the appearance that it's it, growing. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. And so he would like wear this the short one for a while, and then a couple weeks later he'd start wearing the longer one, and and you'd actually start to think like, oh, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, maybe it is his hair. But then he'd get a haircut. And it would be exactly the same as the first one. You said, wait a minute. And I think now, I don't even know if he wears it anymore. I don't think he does. He, just he, finally, like admit, he finally admitted. Oh, so he was doing this for a time. For a long time. He, he, I think in the early 70s he went bald. I knew a guy in Chris college. Chris would know. Yeah, because yeah, no, he was, seemed to be uh, the authority. I remember I saw him in 1991 when I was like seven years old. And okay. my dad pointing out that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> my dad pointing out that he wore a hairpiece, and I was like, "No, that's impossible." And, I mean, it is. A, it's a good hairpiece. But both then you both started dancing to me and Julio down yeah, the exactly. schoolyard, or Kodakon. Which one was it? Or Cecilia? Was it Cecilia or Celia? Cecilia or was a Simon and Garfunkel. I know, but maybe I'm sure he sang it in his. I think he did because he wrote all that shit. Yeah, Art Garfunkel go fuck himself. When I saw him in uh, Forest Hills last year. Mm-hmm. Last, wait a minute. Again with your parents? Yes. Oh, wow. You can be talked into anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was his last concert, supposedly. He's never going to do it again? That's what he says. That but night? How does... was it? How was he as a performer? He seemed very... He's, he's very... good, but I think everyone was expecting Garfunkel to come out at the end, and he didn't. And really? there was, it felt like a, you could feel a collective disappointment. They hate each other. Yeah. Why? They, they, hated, they just hated do not each other like for each years. other. They do not get along. That's too bad. Paul Simon's not a nice guy. He's not? No. How so do you know that? Have you, do you know him? Uh, I mean, don't talk out of school. I won't talk out of school, except I can tell you that his office was in another famous person's office that I did work for. Oh, and, Interesting. Uh, yeah, and we used to deal with him all the time, and uh, and his office, and it was like a miserable bunch of people. Like they were, they hated working there because he was kind of abusive. Did he have like his own private bathroom? He wouldn't let anyone use. No, that's another guy. I have a question. If that's who you're asking about, who? Why does Paul Simon need an office? Because it's interesting. He actually owns all his publishing. Oh, so he has an office of like he did. He doesn't anymore. Well, like where like people would be it, licensing it, his music and stuff. Administrate <laughs> administrate his music okay. and you know chase you for every fucking penny there was. Yeah, licensing the music that he stole from correct. Other people. Correct. Yeah. Appro- he stole appropriate. First of all, he appropriated. It. He didn't steal it. Oh, oh, the on Gra- the Graceland album, like uh, Lady Smith Black Mambazo. He stole from like Los Lobos, I think. Yeah, he Los did Lobo. too. Yeah, well, there was a lawsuit. Yeah. Th- yeah, they wrote a lot of those songs and then he just took them. Wait, the other they, part of they that wrote story them is together. Essentially, he, they'd come in and Supposedly, jam. They would play stuff that they wrote, and then he would take it. Take it, yeah. I think they, they won. Didn't what they? a knob! I think so, yeah. He's a bit of a knob. Uh, the the entire premise of Graceland, the kind of using South African uh, 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 musicians, uh, music, native music, um, was actually an assistant of his. Gave him a tape. Right, of kind of a compilation of this. like Zydeco music, right? And he was like, "This is great." And then uh, I think he fired her or something. And then he comes out a couple of a year later with Graceland. She committed suicide. What? Holy shit! I didn't know about that. Yeah. Ugh. 
This is a long trail of tears. No, no, no I am starting to think negatively about <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I know where the story's going. And as, you know, kind of a musician who appropriates other people's material at a certain point in his career to revitalize his career. Well, are you, this is what now you're accusing me? No, I'm not accusing you. I'm saying, so you end up in Seattle. Well, it's interesting that you said this. Yeah. Because I'm in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. I've been hitchhiking for weeks. My hair is long. I'm going through a lot of, the weather's changing a lot. So I'm wearing like hair, long hair. I have a winter hat on. I basically wear it all the time. <laughs> Do you have three hair pieces? Well, like kind of a, like a, like a cap or what kind of it's like, like a knit cap? Yeah, like a knit cap. Mm-hmm. It's a look. You know how like those those year round winter hat guys sure. like that they have in LA where sure. they'd be just some guy yeah. and he'll like have a winter. Yeah, and he'll have a winter hat on. <laughs> yeah. Only and you'll be like it's uh, eighty degrees out. What's up? <laughs> right, like just like Silent Bob. Yeah. And um Silent Bob wears the cap. It's Jay. Yeah. Jay, Jay sorry. Wears the I don't know, it's not my favorite movie. There's a new one. And then, so like, um, I'm there and I have, you know, my pants are ripped to shreds. Right? Just like, you mean, your jeans are just... Everything. My whole thing is raggedy. And this I, is from what? From being on the I've been, lot? I've been uh, sucking and fucking my way all the way to Seattle, basically. <laughs> the, my knees are worn out. <sighs> oh, oh, my man. God. So you have holes in your uh, jeans. Yeah. I don't want to telegraph. I'm just saying I did what I needed to do to get. I don't think you're. T- I don't think telegraphing is the right. When you actually state it as fact. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, anyway, I wind up. Um, I'm in Seattle, and everyone's like, "You look amazing, right?" Mm. I've, like. Yeah. Oh, well, you're wearing your cap. Your yeah. jeans are all shreds, shredded. Um, what are you wearing? Like as a shirt? Like what kind of shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing, um, at the time I was correct, collecting what would become known as sort of retro-ironic t-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. That it's I a retro-ironic t-shirt. Like a spam t-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I... Wear, of course, you were never eating spam. I worked at the spam factory. Oh. I didn't want to get into it. So it's a totally unironic t-shirt. Yeah, it was my uniform from work. Right. But people took it as like... Oh, that's cool. Let's yeah. get in on that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so and everyone's. I like, didn't know there was this? a spam factory in Seattle. And I'm running, uh, running away. People are just like asking. Yeah, they have to make spam somewhere. I just didn't know it was there. What do you mean? I thought it was somewhere in else. Seattle. Yeah. No, it's not in Seattle. Oh, no. I'm not, I'm not asking you to verify. Sort of in my travels. I guess I am kind of asking. Spam. You okay, it is. I find out. Yeah, it's based in Minnesota. <laughs> this is when I... Um, it's not checking out. No, if you look at the route... Because, you know, when you're hitchhiking, mm-hmm. you don't get... Oh, I get you. I get you. You were, you were in Minnesota working at the Spain. One factory. thing leads to... Yeah, it's, you, you kind of wend your way um, to... Um, so p- Spam is pork. <laughs> pork with ham meat added. Isn't that redundant? Redundant? Yeah. Anyway, basically, everyone's like, you know, Dave, um, what's up? You know, you seem like the coolest guy. And uh, I'm sort of like running from people, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's always seems like he's, there's, he's got demons chasing him. Yeah, and there's a construction site. There's like, these guys are doing the manhole cover is uh, 
you know, open because they're doing some road work. You see, you know, it's a metaphor for something. No, no, it's actually what's going on. Oh, okay. And I fall, run in my uh, distracted, and I fall down this manhole. I injure myself horribly, and I'm going, you know, I'm injured horribly. Wait, what, what are you doing? Are you in the manhole when you're doing this? Yeah, yeah. it sounds like you're kind of doing like a Jimmy But Durante. are you like, yeah. I'm in a horrible like, amount of pain. You're trying to get people to like, I'm save you? Yeah, yeah, because I've, I've been hitting the throat. I'm going. And um, it sounds like Jimmy Durante. And they, they're like, Dave, Dave, you okay? And, and I say, I'm still alive. Uh, Boom. (laughs) (laughs) So there's just a bunch of faces looking down this manhole, and you're going, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Basically, that's what happened. I didn't know you had such a beautiful, uh, what do you call it? Voice of an angel. Voice of an angel, but baritone? Would you call it baritone? Mm, I mean, I think you're simplifying it. So who were did the the people that were calling down to you? Did they end up being anyone? It yeah, was who's, uh, up who's up? Who's have up? Have you heard up? of Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah, it was Pearl Jam. I have all the members of Pearl Jam except for, or all of them. Uh, all of them. All the guys. So Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Ament, uh, Mike McCready, uh-huh. Stone Gossard, uh-huh. and. Uh, so this really happened. Yeah, and then you proved uh, it by Dave Abruzzisi, I think, was the drummer. Right. Who cares? He's the drummer. They had a couple different drummers. They had a lot of different drummers. Okay, that checks. It checks out. I yeah. just you, you know, looked it up. All those names. And so you're in the in the in this manhole in the sewer, I guess, right? Um, Looking up, back hurt, whatever was hurting. I'm a mess. Yeah, basically. You uh, you've fallen ten feet, twenty feet. Uh, yeah, at least. And you're just calling up and saying, I'm still still alive. Yeah. And like I see, uh, you know, they're all. What are they all, doing? What are they doing? Oh, writing everything down. <laughs> Bastards. It's like it's like the Eagles all over again. Oh, yeah. No, that's. Uh, just yeah. writing stuff. Everything that comes out of your mouth is gold. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. And, Basically. Yeah. And they're just writing down your ideas. Mm-hmm. They're not helping. They're not trying to help you. Man, these people are assholes. No, no, because they wanted to see what... <laughs> what they would say. What was going to come. What would they ask you? Like, what, what do you want was, us to do? Yeah, what's going to come out of my mouth next, basically. Right, right. They were just like, you know, this guy seems like the coolest guy. Uh-huh. And uh, they're just writing it all down. And um, so, um, do you know what mole people are? <laughs> like, they live in the subway, right? Right, they live underground. They live in tunnels. Okay, well, you're simplifying it, but uh, yeah, it's basically. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's when I I ended up, I kind of fell in with a group of mole people <laughs> for a while. What do you mean you fell into? They, did they help you? Did they save you? Well, did they you took help? me, you know, raised me as one of their own. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> 26. <laughs> So what do you need raisin for? You mean just like kind of nursed you back to health? Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, I would. Say. And now um, I have this always had this image of mole people. Like, is it like Morgan Freeman with like crazy like 
you know, uh, flashlight helmets and no, special well, X-ray is glasses. Your eyes, after a while, there's sort of an attrition when you're down there, mm-hmm. and you lose. I couldn't really get a good sight of what they would do, what they looked like, because right. my eyes were going. You know, uh, when you like a, a cake decorating thing, you just snip the end off. Oh, the the, the you know the, for the front, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Basically, I don't know, I don't know what was in that thing, but they would just uh, yeah, squeeze it right in. Yeah, I have no idea. It was uh, I believe it was uh, spiced ham, sort of. Uh, oh God. And, and, uh, ham and spam and ham's playing a big part in the story. Yeah, well, um, basically, I uh, I got out, you know, eventually uh, made my way out, and uh, and, th- and then I... Um, Are you still wearing the, the Spam t-shirt? Like, what are you wearing? Oh, I was wearing... Um, you must have smelled. I, I didn't smell great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, then I... Uh, Wind up, I, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I go further uh, north and I formed um, Nickelback. Do you know Nickelback? <laughs> oh, man, you formed Nickelback? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but wow. but of course everyone was like, oh, this is a copycat thing. Right. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're so close to what became Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. They could have saved you. But no, you but didn't. in my time, this is the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. By the time I came out, Mm-hmm. With my thing, mm-hmm. uh, and your thing being Nickelback, yeah, wow, it was too late. I'm not sure, by the way, I'm not sure I would tell a lot of people that. Well, I'm just no. I mean, I, you know, it had it been first, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been right, innovative, right, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't. But you were just doing what you what you do. I mean, it's not even like you were imitating these people. I was. I was still in a lot of because you're lying in the so bottom like, of the. Arr! It was in a lot of pain. I had hit my jaw very hard, and I was sort of like, are you sure you are? You are? <laughs> so, um... It's unique singing style, I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who's to say that you didn't do it first? That maybe Eddie Vedder, uh, so to speak, a la Paul Simon, appropriated it mm-hmm. from you, well, as, you li- as you lied in the... Eddie lied, Vedder is, to me... Sewer, sewer. As Paul Simon is to uh, Lady Smith, Black Mambas, basically. <laughs> there you have Eddie it. Eddie Vedder is to you. This is like an SAT thing. Uh-huh. As Paul oh. Simon is to Lady Smith. So you're Lady Smith, Black Mambas. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, I'm me still. No, I know you're you, but in the in the metaphor, in the right. simile, in the simile thing. That's exactly right. Basically, he ripped me off. Yeah. So now we have to keep that Paul Simon stuff in. Also, I played um, the bass solo on Call Me Hell. Totally. That was mine. I mean, the weird, video has Chevy Chase in it. Weird coincidence. Uh, you um, played that, that song's so funny. You actually played it? Or you just played heard it? it. That always gets a, a huge applause break after. And the live shows? And the live shows. Oh, the bass player? Mm-hmm. Who plays it? Just the bass the studio guy? It's actually the same guy. Who's... Is that Lucy? <laughs> yeah, she is not a so bored. Paul Simon fan. All right. Anyway, that's my story. 
at the can. <laughs> Incredible. Really, really.
Bronx and Merrickville, Ontario. I even went to Regina. I still can't believe that they really pronounce it that way. Someone needs to tell them. Park in the Moose. It's my book about Canada. 37 million people, no, they can't be wrong. And if you don't believe me, ask Celine Dion. I bathe in Crown Royal, I finish every sip while eating Tim Hortons and rocking to the hip. In 2012, Canada ditched the penny. My favorite TV show is Letter Kenny. The Montreal bagel is the food of the gods. I prefer my heavy metal in the form of Voivod. Rock in the loose. Park in the loose. Park in the loose. Park in the loose. Park in the loose. I nailed it. Hi, I'm Dave Hill, from Show Business. And while I'm not from Canada, my grandfather Clarence Vincent Blake Sr. was, and he wouldn't shut up about it. My grandfather moved on to that great penalty box in the sky way back in the 80s. Still, all these years later, I can't help but wonder, what do we really know about Canada and its people? Which is why my friend Chris Gersbeck and I decided to make So, You're Canadian. Brand new podcast from the Maximum Fun Network, on which I attempt to get to know our neighbors to the north, one Canadian at a time. While I'm at it, I'll also attempt to answer some tough questions like, who are the tragically hip, and what exactly do they want from us? What is curling? And perhaps more importantly, why is curling? And last but not least, how could a country so close to the United States manage to be so very different from us? To get these answers, I'll talk to people like author and known Canadian Malcolm Gladwell, comedian and star of one of my favorite TV shows, Letterkenny, Kay Trevor Wilson, and Regina, Saskatchewan-based First Nations filmmaker Trudy Stewart, just to name a few. New episodes will be released every Tuesday, and I promise you, they will be so Canadian, you're probably going to want to eat poutine and guzzle maple syrup straight from the bottle while you listen. For more info, go to MaximumFun.org immediately. And be sure to subscribe to So You're Canadian on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you get incredible and seriously Canadian podcasts. So, you're Canadian. Coming to Maximum Fun, August 27th. And I'm not sorry. Ah!